0: If the co-op had yep. risen prices with inflation, do you think you'd be, still, you'd be selling to 10 different growers now?
1: Uh, probably not.
0: Hello, welcome to the XNMO Podcast. I'm David Clark. Uh, this episode, we have Francisco Wickens uh, from Waterfall Farm in the Sibritzkloef Valley on, in the Paderberg in uh, the Swartland. So a very important grape grower um, so she supplies people like Johan Meyer from J.H. Meyer and Mother Rock. John Seckham uh, from Thorn and Daughters. Paul Yordan from uh, Paulus uh, Wine Co., but he's probably better known as the assistant to Ibn Saadi at Saadi Family uh, Vineyards. And Ryan and Samantha from Terra Cura. We recorded this in August. So last year, the end of winter on her farm. Uh, it is a working farm, so we were interrupted a lot. So it does get a bit jumpy, so I apologise from that. She was heavily pregnant um, with her first child. So um, since then, she's given birth to a very healthy boy. So uh, her and, um, and Jasper are very proud parents now. We touch on topics such as uh, farming semion gris, which is virtually unique to South Africa, although there is a little bit of round of it around other parts of the world. Talking about uh, working with different winemakers, um, the difficulties and the pleasures of doing that. Um, So she and her father went from selling 100% of their crop on their farm to the co-ops at super low prices uh, to selling 0% to co-ops, so 100% into um, uh, private uh, producers uh, over the course of seven harvests. And you hear the reasons why this is the case. So this is not an unusual. Well, this is becoming more usual um, story in uh, in South Africa, where grape growers are starting to trying to put value back into their their farms and looking for higher revenues and higher profits um, from from farming. So and that you, they can't do that with the um, with the co-ops because the co-ops pay bottom price uh, no matter what. So it's an interesting chat. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. If you have any suggestions about who I can interview or what what, uh, what path I could take on this pod- podcast, please, please uh, throw in a comment below or just message me um, at david at xanimo.co.za. Without further ado, I'll give you Francisca Wickens. Francisca Wickens, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, your time today. Thank you. <laughs> so Francisca, where are we?
1: We are on waterfall Farm in the Potterburg in the swatland, and this is this is home.
0: In the Paderberg, not on the Paderberg, in the Paderberg, it's sort of like, or is that just a, because <laughs> it seems like you, you, you're you in the Svartland, because that's a defined area, but it should be like, because the, sp- yeah, yeah. the, uh, the, the Paderberg is a mountain, isn't it? Yeah,
1: the Paderberg is a mountain. It basically looks, if, if you take your hand and you spread out all your fingers, it basically looks like your hand with mm-hmm. all the different valleys. Mm-hmm. And well, you can say Waterfall is in a valley at the top of the valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the valley is called Zibretsklov.
0: To so the start of the valley, is sort of at the, the, the highest point. Yeah,
1: the highest point. Yeah, waterfall. Hence waterfall. This is where the dams get full first. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 and for those listening, she's got a massive smile on her face. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, our dam has um, has overf- has been overflowing now for the past about ten, 10 days, two weeks. So once once our dam overflows, everybody else gets the water downstream.
0: When was the last time that was happening?
1: Uh, We were actually fortunate last year to have the dam overflow Mm -hmm. for a short period of time. But before that, um, (laughs) Jasper actually artificially had the dam overflow at our wedding. That was in 2016. Mm. But 2015 was the last time it actually really... Mm. Really overflowed in okay. all its glory.
0: Vatafal Farm, you farm it?
1: Yes, I'm uh, farming it at the moment. Yeah.
0: What is size? What do you do here?
1: Um, okay, because uh, like I said, we are in a valley. Um, the The farm, the the in, the entire farm consists of two farms, uh, which are neighbouring, and most of the farmland is. Up against the mountain so it's untouched fbos wildlife um, the total hectare ridge is about 220 hectares more or less and from that amount there's only about 23 24 hectares of vines uh, so it's actually rather small vineyards um, but uh, they are run very intensively and um, all, all our energy and time goes into, obviously, growing quality grapes for all these winemakers that have so many, <laughs> many ooze and ahs and this and that.
0: <laughs> what do you mean by ooze and ahs and this and that, it's like requirements or?
1: <laughs> yeah, requirements, pampering.
0: Oh really? You name it. Oh dear, <laughs> Pampering winemakers, is that your, uh, your like...
1: If I can keep a... Farmer
0: slash uh, winemaker uh, pamperer. I
1: think think actually that's one of the downfalls of being a woman. (laughs) You're trying to please everyone. Oh, really?
0: Is it just sort of inbuilt in your genetic code? I
1: suppose so. Yeah. Uh, Jasper will tell you.
0: <laughs> so the farm um, has been in your family for three generations? Are you the third yeah. generation um, to, to yeah. farm it?
1: Correct. Um, I'm third generation. My grandpa bought this farm back in 1947. Mm-hmm. And um, he he was actually a banker. And he had f or clue about farming, but he thought this was going to be a great adventure. So he mm. bought this farm Waterfall. Um, with X amount of vines. and So there was vines on it already? So, yeah, he bought this farm, not knowing much about farming. And uh, luckily, the neighbours in the valley were very welcoming, this English guy, this banker. And um, they offered him advice, uh, which he actually took, the clever man, because without their advice, he would have not survived long here. Okay. He then did, he went on with the vineyards and he did vegetables and fruit and then he got into chickens laying and um, then later on it became a a bigger business once my dad uh, was of age and they built nine chicken houses Mm -hmm. for broilers. So it was then a chicken farm and a, a vineyard wine farm. The grapes were then delivered to Swatland Co-op. It's not Swatland Co-op anymore. And um, yeah, that's that's basically what what the setup was from from the 40s until about 2005. I speak under correction. Mm-hmm. Um, where we then
0: so from from the 40s when your grandfather took over, was there the same hectareage of <coughs> vineyards, or is it? Obviously, chickens had to go at some point. There's no more chickens on the farm, it doesn't seem. Or is there still some
1: chickens here? Yes, the, the chicken business is still run, oh, okay. but we uh, gave it to uh, outside company to run. Okay. So they're basically renting the whole chicken setup from us. Okay. And uh, we don't have anything to do with it. Okay. Other than it's on the property.
0: Yeah, you're the, the landlords. So. <clears throat> yeah. Okay.
1: Basically, so that's that's a little. I didn't of... know that. Okay. Right. No. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, what was your question again?
0: The hectarage of the vineyards Ah. has that changed dramatically in the last little bit, or has it always been around that sort of twenty to twenty-five mark? Uh,
1: It has. Over the years, it has changed. It went up Mm. and down. Um, Waterfall was the first farm that my grandfather bought, and um, as the neighbouring farms came on the market, he bought them up. Okay. And so, with each sale um, of a farm, he would gain more vineyards. Yes. Uh, so that, that would jump, m- maybe from year to year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean, um, it must have been around the '90s when when the farming entity was at, at its largest. Mm-hmm. It was five farms altogether, where it's only two now. Uh, dramatic changes all the way through. Mm and um we sold three of those farms from 2000 between 2000 and 2016 okay we sold three of them off so we are only left now with two mm-hmm. which is waterfall and quipa fontaine yeah neighboring okay. neighboring yeah. farms
0: and quipa is a quince is that right yes it's quince. quince quince fountain
1: quince fountain it's a, i mean the old guys they would use they used to name their farm as as it was, waterfall. Yeah. It's got a waterfall. Yeah. Quiberfontaine. It's got a spring, and it used to it be. Quince? Yeah, yeah, there tree. are still a few quince trees left. Okay, but, yeah. yeah.
0: So Swatland Co-op um, selling all the grapes there. You said um, before we started here that there used to be wine made on the farm also, <coughs> back in the sort of the early 90, Pardon me, early nineteen hundreds, perhaps back to the <coughs> the 1880s or something, or before that even. So. All the grapes were going to the co-op as was the sort of the 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 trend or the the way of doing business for many for many decades what changed
1: unfortunately i cannot say what happened before Mm. before the 1940s on this
0: no no i'm sort of more in the last sort of 20 years so
1: Oh, and then in the last 20 years? Yeah, so
0: going from, I mean, when was the last last vintage that you sold or uh, Latifol sold 100% of their crop to the co-op?
1: That must have been, 100% was probably last sold in 2011, 2010
0: Mm -hmm. maybe. Okay, and and then we'll call it 2010. And then now what percentage goes to the co-op?
1: Absolutely nothing. So zero.
0: So from in nine vintages... Uh, or eight vintages. When was when was the last when was the last time you sold anything to the co-op? 2017. So in, in seven or eight vintages, you've gone from 100% to zero percent. Yeah. What was the catalyst behind oh. that?
1: Grape prices. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but what was stopping you beforehand? I mean, was there not people around to to buy those grapes, or was it? Because it seems like if you don't, if those people were. If there were people to sell to, you would have been selling to them earlier. Am I wrong? Yes, or? definitely. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, I mean, there are two um, things that have definitely um, catalysed us going into the direction of private, private out of hand selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the prices in the co-op would have gone up as everything else, as our expenses have gone up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it wouldn't have been a problem.
0: Okay. So um, you were making money fine. Sort of, it wasn't up until the point. Yeah. It was. It was business is yeah. is is sustainable. You know what you're going to get, so you know what ha- what you have to put in, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, to yeah. make the difference in terms of your margin and yeah. operating costs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So who were the who were the first people you sold to?
1: Oh, the first people. I hope I won't offend anyone if I remember well, pretty, correctly. Um, among <laughs> the first, then I don't have to like,
0: you know, put them in uh, absolute order.
1: Um, there were a few, a few small guys that took a ton here and there, mm-hmm. and then, um, quickly the big guys, I'm, I'm using quotation marks here, mm. um, was Dele Okay. They bought a lot of their Swatland from us, also from us. So how and did they, they find
0: out? you? I mean, I don't know how that would work. I mean, if you were selling to the co-op, did, did they come and knock, <coughs> knock on the door? Did they ask around in the industry or... How does that happen first up?
1: Yeah. They, um, they. If I, remember, if I remember correctly, this was now back in maybe 2011. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, they did ask around. This was also more or less the time. I mean, the Swatland Revolution, that mm-hmm. was about 2010, 10, I think, was the first around one. Yeah. there. So there was a lot of hype around the Swatland and everybody obviously wanted a piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. So basically, we were headhunted. And it seems (laughs) seems like
0: the grapes were pretty cheap at that point as well.
1: Yes, they were cheap back then. What
0: were you selling them for per tonne? Like a a decent tonne of Chenin Blanc was how much?
1: I think it was about four.
0: Four thousand rand?
1: Four thousand rand a tonne Mm -hmm. and that was that was uh, us pushing the envelope all oh, right that was the sort of you know <laughs> yeah. being a bit cheeky That was being a bit cheeky and um mm-hmm. my dad and myself um we we played the role you know we we don't wear shoes ever except mm. now in, in mm. the winter mm. but uh We 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 rocked up there all barefoot and tattered and Mm. we really need
0: the cash. We really need the cash and those sweat is dripping down and you can see our our sun
1: hats really need to be (laughs) replaced. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so Delagraph and um, you've got uh, uh, you said Seabrit's cliff.
1: Yeah, Zipersclough is the valley. Is the
0: valley yeah. inside the Paderberg, So it's yeah. one of those um, the gaps between the fingers you were talking yeah. about. Correct. So what are the other valleys there? So
1: We've got um, we've got the Botekloof, yeah, which is the front part. Then we've got the Zebraskloof, where we are in. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the Aproolsclough okay. where and We're um, going
0: from east no. to west.
1: We're going yeah, from east to west. Yeah. And then we've got, yeah, um, Aperalskloof, that's where Lamasuk and Eben Saudi are in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a tiny little, I can say appendix, I suppose, uh, called the Langkloof, where Scholtz-Russer mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And then there is the Jobarskloof. Mm-hmm. The Jobarskloof starts off with...
0: Is it Jobarskloof? You're just saying J-not jo, Jobearskloof.
1: Jobas. I okay. think it's more like a, a coloured slang. Uh, okay. <laughs> but... Okay, let's quote your basket. No, I'm, I'm I'm I'm
0: I'm flexible. I'm, I'm here to find. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to I, ask the questions, not <laughs> so <I'll> answer them.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a few slang slang words that you I'm pick sure. up. I'm <laughs> sure. And
0: so that's where like that, Nieuwedam and
1: yeah Nieuwedam and that Boskarswantijn. Yeah, is that's where that's that okay. That goes goes up to Fruchtbar and Feinbos Estate with dragon is. Okay.
0: <coughs> In the Sibert's turf, you've got some. <coughs> Some quite famous winemaking neighbours. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of which you sort of uh, acquired a husband from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So you've got
0: Ardi Badenhorst. Is just uh, he's, he's what, about- like six hundred metres away, more seven hundred. Uh-huh.
1: No, he's about, okay, via the road is about two and a half kilometres. Oh, is he?
0: I just drove really quick. It just felt like... A, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky the road scraper actually was <laughs> here yesterday. And
0: I know. I was very, I was very pleased. My little, my little Polo usually doesn't like coming out here. He's very, he's very happy today. <laughs> it's nice I'm and glad.
1: Smooth. I'm glad.
0: Yeah. Um, and you've got Paderbosch, which is obviously the home of David and Nadia Sadi as well. Yeah. So do you sell grapes to those guys or...
1: Uh, yes. Um, or
0: are you not at liberty, to you say?
1: No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. no. Um, yeah, Audi takes some some grabs from us. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so who are you selling to now? Who, how many different uh, ongoing uh, um, agreements <coughs> do you have?
1: So over the last years, I like to I like to keep the producer and, you know, the relationship um, strong and mm-hmm. long term. Mm-hmm. So I've made really good long-term relationships with uh, most of the winemakers, and they they have stayed with me for the past what seven years now, mm-hmm. five you now five to seven years, mm-hmm. um, and they oh, it must be about ten different guys, mm-hmm. of which also Jasper is one of them. Yes, because the the waterfall farm sells sells all. Yeah, the grapes are sold, they are not schmoozed off.
0: Oh, right, yes. No. <laughs> so just to be clear, Jasper is your husband and he used to work for Ardi. Yeah. That's right. And that's how you met because sort of you you were yeah. farming and he was making wine in the in the same valley. Yeah, okay, cool. And so when did you take over farming from your old man? When was the first year you were in charge?
1: <clears throat> the first year uh, that I was like, in charge must have been about 2014
0: says so de bass and uh, 2014
1: more or less 2014 mm-hmm. um, I joined the farm as a as a full-time employee back at the end of 2011 okay and obviously my dad was my mentor.
0: He had an exit strategy, he, <laughs> obviously. I'm quite sure. that was his plan
1: yeah. all long. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay. smear her off on mm. Ardy's hot young winemaker mm. and Bob's your uncle. Mm. He's got... Did Ardy have
0: another winemaker as well as, well as Jasper?
1: No, it was only Jasper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so about 10 different... Agreements with with winemakers. Yeah. So I, I know I know of a couple. Well, can we go through them? Is that yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. So there's obviously John Seckham, he, yeah. he buys wine from, uh, buys grapes from you. There's, there is um, uh, Jan Meyer, so Stompedes. Okay. And who else have you got? Who else have you got there?
1: I've got um, Ryan and Samantha. Yeah. From Silverfist and Smiley. Mm-hmm. I have the up-and-coming Paul Jordan. are From uh, okay, yes. Wine Company. Then, obviously,
0: that's a long Mine. established relationship, is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then yours truly, Jasper.
0: Jasper, yeah. JC Wickens and Co.
1: JC Wickens Wines.
0: JC Wickens and family still, and soon. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, Seven weeks.
1: Yeah. Um, then I've got... I've got Maras. Mar- oh, yes. Martin Lamprecht Maras. Yeah. Uh, then I've got Hook And I've got a... Another gentleman, which I'm not going to mention his name.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'll just put a little.
1: Because he doesn't want his work to know he does. Oh, mine oh, on right, side. Oh, oh, okay,
0: right. <laughs> I see. <Yeah.
1: laughs> and then who else is there? Uh... They're
0: going to be super offended if you miss them out too. If they listen to this.
2: Oh, shoot, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: I can't hear you. No, that's Shout loud. That's
0: okay. We'll, we'll think of it. We'll come up to it. So is it, I mean, obviously you were talking about uh, trying to work with many different, well, clients, I guess. Are they, are their farming, do you, <coughs> does it work because they, they require similar processes in the, in, the, in the vineyards or similar farming practices as each other? I mean, it would, presumably it wouldn't work if there was one or two guys who wanted you to farm like super... <coughs> in a very different way or was sort of against how you wanted to farm in the first place? Or how does that work? I mean, how do they, at what, at what point do you say, no, it's my farm, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking farm however I want? <laughs> or at, at what point do you, does that change where they sort of request that you scoffle rather than put Roundup down or whatever it is, you know? Like...
1: So um, every, yeah, every client, um, uh, yeah, I am very flexible. In what they need, mm-hmm. um, we have open, open card, open book relationships. So there is no bullshitting. If they want something done, for example, mm-hmm. uh, scuffling, they mm-hmm. want their bunky scuffled. Okay. So which,
0: this is this is weeding underneath the vines. Yeah. This is yep.
1: weeding underneath the vines or the ridge where the vines grow on. Mm-hmm. If they particularly want a vineyard that they take to be done with scuffling, mm-hmm. then I will say to them fine that's that's okay but I cannot afford to scuffle your at, vines at the price that you're paying at the price that you're paying mm-hmm. um and also I don't have the time nor do I have the manpower to do that mm-hmm. so scuffling is uh is is something that i do not usually do yes because i can spray it yes and it's much cheaper mm-hmm. uh, and much quicker so That's for, what,
0: so for so example so if 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 john from thorn and daughter says look i want the vineyard that i get the paper kite um semillon from which comes off um this farm uh Scoffold, he'll have to arrange the the labor and the he,
1: he can he i will say to him you can arrange it yourself mm-hmm and you pay for it yourself, mm-hmm. or I can arrange it for you because mm-hmm. I know various um, okay. teams around, you're, but, you're but, just, but it uh, will that, be your account.
0: Yeah, so you'll just send him in the invoice for it. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. No, um, is that is that a difficult thing to manage um, in terms of... I mean, if 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 say does if if that does happen and there's a team coming on scuffling, will you let the other guys know? Hang on, we're getting a team scuffling in for joint stuff. Do you want your yeah. vineyard scuffled as well yeah. at the same time? It's going to cost you this much per hectare, or you know, yeah. et cetera. Et cetera.
1: Uh, yeah, I I usually <laughs> I usually this time of the year. <laughs> The winemakers are all over the world and you know, mm. taking a back seat or they're labelling or bottling or whatnot. Or um, trying to
0: trying to, tr- tr- trying to um, build revenue streams so they can pay your exorbitant scoffling fees. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and grapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if they haven't finished paying yeah, yeah, them, yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah. It. Well,
0: that's it. Yeah, exactly right.
1: So I will gently remind them that you know, we need to do something about I didn't bunkies. Know, I didn't
0: know you could do anything gently, Francisco. This is—I'm learning so much today.
1: No, I, I have to learn. <laughs> I have to learn. Uh, I will. I will remind them. Okay, it's the time of the year. We need to do something with the bunkies. Are we going to spray it, or are we going to, or are you going to have it scoffled? Mm-hmm. Um And then either or. That'd go, great. Um, if Ryan and Stompy and X Y Z want their stuff scuffled, mm-hmm. I will then get everybody on board so that the team when the team comes they do everybody they can get it done in in, in one go yeah all
0: right because I mean professionally I deal with around about sort of 18 to 19 winemakers all locally and that's a fucking nightmare (laughs) um so I can only imagine what it's like with the time critical nature of of farming I mean you're you are dictated to by the seasons and when it rains and when it doesn't yeah is that one of the biggest headaches in what you do or I don't want to to sit here and whinge about winemakers, but I'm assuming it would be a challenging task. No,
1: it's actually because you are at Mother Nature's mercy Mm -hmm. all the time. It keeps you on your on your toes. It it makes you. It really it makes you think ahead, far ahead, plan ahead. Yeah. Um, Plan A, plan B, plan C. Mm-hmm. contingency plans to the max mm-hmm. and um, you have to be really adaptable and flexible mm. otherwise you're not going to make it in this type of job because um, if if yeah over the last few years we haven't had any rain mm-hmm. and you have to compensate or arrange everything around that
0: yeah and you have to have clients who are willing <laughs> to understand exactly yeah or just just understand not willing to understand yeah. but just understand that costs rise and fall as
1: and like-minded yeah um people mm. um i mean that's one of the things that i am grateful for is that the winemakers i work with mm. we are all very or similar in the way of thinking that you know don't mess with mother nature mm-hmm. she will Fuck you
0: up. <laughs> yeah. So in in with that um, in mind, so you with the with the with the agreements you have, it's not sort of uh, presumably. Again, I'm sort of um, presuming. It seems like you've got to say, well, you're leasing space to them rather than selling them a tonnage. Is that is that would that be saying? Look, this is this is um, for again for using John as an example. This is your vineyard that we're farming that you're buying the fruit from. Um, it's going to cost you this much, regardless of how much fruit's coming off it. Is that the is that the yeah. idea, or is it saying uh, we're going to try and get this much fruit off it at this price, or is it just sort of you know it's 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 more of a per <coughs> hectare price rather than a, yeah. a per ton a- price, and the per ton price just ends up what it what ends up given um, given yields for that particular year.
1: So uh, there are about let's say roughly about fifty to sixty percent of the vineyards are. Or old vineyards. Mm-hmm.
0: So what plus 25 is that or was yeah. it 35?
1: Plus, well, the, the, the old is 35 mm-hmm. of which there are a few hectares mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, there are Others that are plus 25 years old, mm-hmm. but the 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 old vines that I'm talking about are the ones that are 30 35 years old mm-hmm. and those um, vineyards are farmed and sold as per hectare Mm-hmm. So per hectare price, and um, it's always about the integrity of the vineyard. If it's, well, as it has been, it's been very dry. We we try to help the vine, give supplement irrigation. Mm-hmm. So if it's thirsty, you need to help it along. Mm. Otherwise, it will die. Keep it, it keep it
0: as a commercial crop rather than a. a uh, a, uh, a statute of history. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, but I mean, when I say irrigation on this farm, we do not irrigate Mm. once a week for 24 hours, we'll Mm. maybe give 12 hours every three weeks or so, Mm -hmm. so it's a supplement. It keeps the vine alive and it keeps Mm. the vine going. Even though the crop is slightly less, but it will sort of consistently consistently have the same crop every year. So you don't get that up and down yo-yo effect. Uh, so consistency
0: is quite important?
1: Definitely. Yeah,
0: In terms of planning, in terms of a sort of a business model, but also yeah. agriculturally for the actual plant, it's quite important, yeah. is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. For, for me, the farmer that I know mm-hmm. every year what, what more or less I can expect. Mm-hmm. And also very importantly for the winemaker, because he, mm-hmm. he, he needs to sell his, his product and if he's got ten thousand bottles, oh. he needs to sell because they were already ordered.
0: Yes, yeah. He needs to, and he's got a market, that and he absorb that, and also etc. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, the old school fees that we, we,
1: we <laughs> spoke fees. about before we started—that
0: <laughs> you're going to you're going to actually. Yeah, tell Jasper about it soon enough, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once he gets over the nappies.
1: <laughs> yeah, wait till he hears your he kid is going to private school in Cape Town. Disaster.
0: <laughs> Disaster. So what have you got planted on the farm? You said there was sort of 23, 24 hectares. What, what is the, uh, I'm assuming Shannon is a big percentage?
1: Yeah. Shannon is uh, the biggest percentage. Uh, old, old Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got Simeon and some semi gris. Mm-hmm. We've got Shiraz. We've now moved into Portuguese-Spanish cultivars. So mm-hmm. we've got um, Tuiga Nacional. We've got Tinta Barroca, Tinta Amarela. We've got some Grenache Noir. Okay,
0: are these all oh, oh, the red varieties relatively new, are they, or?
1: New to the farm. New to
0: the farm, yeah. Yeah, yeah new, okay. new
1: to the farm. Um, and we've got Carignan. And um, we've got some odd, old, uh, <laughs> long-forgotten Pedro Falso.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And we've got uh, another interesting um, <laughs> thing called, uh, well, locally called the pineapple plant, which is a lambrusca Ferdinand de Lesseps.
0: Okay. Is it a rootstock that that grew out, or
1: it's? it's a hybrid okay so it's a bit of uh, vitis vinifera with lambrusca it's yeah y- yeah but basically it got its name pineapple mm. of the aroma that it gives okay the moment well the vines don't even need to be ripe i mean that mm. stuff at 16 baling is like pungent pineapple lychee you can smell it walking just past the, just
0: the grapes are not even if you're not the juice or anything just the grapes
1: just yeah, you know just the well just the grapes hang there And yeah. once you've actually squashed and done your thing the whole yeah. cellar reeks of it pineapple yeah right
0: <laughs> sounds amazing that's very interesting yeah. <laughs> um so you, you mentioned Simeon Gris yeah that seems like a I mean Simeon Gris is a is a is a, <clears throat> a fascinating thing from a from a viticultural point of view, because it seems like South Africa is the epicenter of Sémillon gris. As far yeah. as I understand it, there's only there's patches of it around the world, but only in minuscule <laughs> amounts. But it seems not necessarily commonplace here, but not an oddity.
2: Yeah.
0: What I mean is, it the same relationship there's uh, Pinot gris has to Pinot noir and Pinot blanc? Is it the same sort of Sémillon? on gris is it sort of a is it a mutation? Is it the same plant? Can you have can you have one vine uh, with both uh, on it? Or is it vine by vine in a vineyard? What's the...
1: Well, we... Hmm. Don't know. <laughs> well, yes, I can... <laughs> I want to shrug, but... Um, the well, as whole far as you mutation...
0: understand it, I mean, yeah.
1: Okay, So the whole, the whole mutation, um, it's been here. I mean, my dad talks about his, he had a vineyard of Semeon where there were definitely mutated vines in
2: mm-hmm.
1: which the co op actually made them harvest separately. Right. So you
0: But it was the same vines every year, so it's not a vine yeah. but it is a vine it by was, vine thing. It
1: was the same vine every year. Mm. Um, so the co op actually saw recognized the difference. So they made mm. them harvest it separately Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah I mean that whole thing fell asleep because most of the old vines were pulled out Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we uh, actually grafted we grafted a few of those red green vines ourselves and um, established two vineyards on them
0: so you took cuttings?
1: yeah we took cuttings, grafted them on rootstock and, Mm -hmm. and planted them as Semillon Gris vineyards.
0: That was back in 07 or something or?
1: Uh, no, 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 it was actually much recent. Ah. Uh, it was so
0: 2013 or something wasn't it, sorry? Uh,
1: 20, yeah, around about then.
0: Because it's the t- one of those is the tin soldier, where the, the tin, soldier, the tin soldier, yeah. soldier comes from, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the first vineyard we planted, Yes. We don't know if the the selection of the, of the, of the um, semion Gris was done correctly because there were maybe a handful or two of normal semion plants in between. Yeah. Um, so that that vineyard which is the Tin Soldier mm-hmm. has a few of the normal semi uh, the normal semion finds yeah. okay. in it. And from that vineyard we selected again. Okay. And um, we planted then the newest vineyard, which okay. is one hundred percent red. Right, okay. But within the vineyard, the red vineyard itself, mm. there are to various degrees of dark dark berries. Of colour. So you've yeah, got okay. you've got some that are like salmony pink mm-hmm. and some that are really dark. They almost look like uh, red, really ripe red globe table grapes. Yes. Okay. So. And is it
0: the same vines every year that get darker and, and or yeah. is it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. So it's interesting. Mm. Um, the vines haven't changed as they are standing now to this date. Haven't changed in colour. Yes. So it hasn't gone from white to red or from red to white. Okay. They have stayed whatever they were. Yeah.
0: So, do you see it as two distinct varieties? Do you farm them differently? <coughs> do you, or do you, in your head, I mean, how do you, not necessarily on paper or officially, but in, as a farmer, do you do you see them as, you know, red semion and or, yes, yeah, as and normal semion? And do you have to farm them differently, or do they do you do they do they sort of um, uh, go through their processes every year? At the same time and speed, or do they have the same?
1: So, I, yeah, I I see them as two different um, varieties, mainly because the red I say red, green, same thing. They they ripen their ripening process is longer, so they ripen later than the the white mm-hmm. variety. Okay. And also do the flavor... Do the, do the sugars
0: are, go up at different speeds? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. But um, both the, the gris and the white semion will peak at about 22 balling. Mm-hmm. The, the ripening of the uh, semion gris and the, the normal semion. The semion gris will ripen at a later stage, about give or take 10 days. Um, and the flow, flavor profile is, is slightly different to the normal semion. Um It's a bit more spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, the
0: skin's thicker with the extra bit of color, or not really? Not I mean, really. Yeah. Okay. So there's no physiological difference. It's really just a not,
1: yeah, not much. Okay. Not much. Um, the the vine grows exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it it looks like a semion except it's. Just got some colour on the skin.
0: Okay. And what are the greatest challenges of farming here? Obviously, you've, you've talked, spoken about the drought in recent times. Obviously, you've got a waterfall <coughs> you know, <but> some, <laughs> some years when it when it rains properly. So, were you alleviated a little bit by the drought with that? With the position of the farm, obviously yeah. being closest to the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: are very, very, very fortunate um, to have yeah to be in this position in the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, our rainfall. I mean, the rainfall. Average on this farm is maybe five hundred and fifty to six hundred moles a year. Mm. Whereas in literally five kilometers down the road, they will have a hundred and fifty to two hundred moles less mm. than what I do. Yeah. So this is a definite winter for farm. Mm-hmm. Um, if there are any showers in the summer, we don't get any of that at all. It will literally all fall on that farm five kilometers. Down yeah, right. I see. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, shame. God mm. bless them. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we are very fortunate to be so so far up in the mountain. Um, the droughts, yeah, it, it's affected, has affected us. Mm-hmm. Probably or most definitely not as bad as the guys. As others. About.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what other challenges are there in farming here? Uh, both sort of climactic or um, politically or I mean have you had some sand mining issues here or
1: <laughs> Well politically uh, yeah, I suppose.
0: Well you are in South Africa, I get that part. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna go
1: this is a fucking circus in any case. Yeah. You know, but sometimes there's sort up. of like,
0: you know, um, politics within a region or within a, you know, within a neighborhood, <coughs> you might have a, a next door neighbor who likes burning stuff uh, <laughs> lots in sort of January, which isn't ideal.
1: <laughs> no. No, please no.
0: Yeah. Uh, but is is drought the biggest drama that you sort of live with? Is that the stuff that keeps you up at night or what's the At the
1: at the moment, yes. Yeah. Uh, drought is drought is the number one. Mhm. Um Specifically for this farm, other, other challenges are that we are so deep in a valley. We don't have much of flat area. Everything mm-hmm. is on a steep um, incline or slope. Mm-hmm. I mean, in winter, it's horrifically wet in the vineyards because mm-hmm. it's clay. Mm-hmm. So, some, there are some years where we pull our tractors every year, mm. I mean, like constantly. Mm. um but uh, so just the
0: actual, <coughs> actual access can be difficult yeah mm-hmm. access
1: is difficult i mean yeah. um, it's it's a lot of maintenance wear and tear on machinery um also on you know us laborers mm-hmm. um and um the other the other <laughs> the other thing is baboons and and, and birds mm. I mean do you have
0: lots of bird issues? Here? Yeah, we've
1: okay. got quite a few bird issues. Uh, obviously, I've not seen any
0: nets though. I are mean, not using nets?
1: We there are certain vineyards that we use nets on. Oh really? Okay. Definitely, um, they do they do help, uh, but obviously, I mean the extent of the vineyards. I mean it's all up against the mountain, up against nature. Mm-hmm. I mean. You're farming,
0: you're farming in their territory rather we than the, are farming rather than in the other their way territory. around. <laughs> so, you know,
1: I actually, uh, if, if I if I plant a vineyard with 10 rows, mm. they go, okay, row one is up against the mountain, that's for you birds. Mm. I know I will never, ever see a little grape yeah, from I mean, that I row.
0: At, <laughs> I was up at Clank and Stature uh, recently at the top of the mountain there, and they've got a baboon section of their vineyard at the very very top uh, yeah. that they
1: <laughs> designated for yeah
0: absolutely and then um i mean talking to jeanette's father when he was still alive about um farming yep in the the fell, which is also right yeah. up against um uh, na- nature <laughs> so it's you know the first two rows are the baboon rows yeah so they farm it yeah in the, they're sacrificial rows actually yeah. so you know they're they're sitting there putting an apple under their arms.
2: <laughs> and then yeah. by
0: the time they leave, they've still got one apple underneath their arm.
2: Yeah, everything yeah, is Yeah,
0: they think they've got 15 of them. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> all little souls. Um, yeah, okay, cool. And, but what is special about this place? I mean, obviously people are, I mean, there's some pretty serious wine growers, winemakers buying fruit from you. Um, other than being just a glorious person to do business with, obviously. Um, <laughs> why are people buying your fruit? Why, why do you think that? What, what's special about the, the place here? What, well, what? I always thought. You it said was there was clay rather than. Most people talk about um, decomposed granite up in the Paderberg. It's sort of like, like it's a universal <laughs> uh, rule. But you're talking about clay and getting tractors stuck
1: yeah. in so,
0: stic- sticky, wet clay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the Paderberg is uh, granite. So it's all. It's decomposed granite. Um, but, I mean, clay is also part of it so it's
0: very decomposed like it's like yeah
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) it's sand isn't it really
1: (laughs) so there are um definitely uh i know which vineyards um have what what their soil profile looks like um because it's all on slopes so you've got Mm -hmm. different stages of weathering yes so you, you walk from one row to the next and you've, you've got an outcrop of clay and mm-hmm. then suddenly you're back in deep sand again yep. and then you've gone over to a rocky section where you've got real nice decomposed boulders and proper grit. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I mean, <laughs> that type of stuff actually makes farming in the mountain a bit tricky mm-hmm. because you've got so many like splashes of different so- soil types and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know what, what how and, and what you must do because you will have obviously your vines will grow better in something that is more um, heavier soil and that holds the water better mm-hmm. and then you've got a sandy spot and then your vines are really poor and then you mm-hmm. go back into a, a more
0: so it's not a homogeneous situation. So it's quite varied, yeah. even especially given the slope. So you yeah. say different sort of levels of uh, yeah um, of weathering and, and maybe <coughs> in some respects maybe even erosion a little bit. Or is, is erosion an issue? Obviously, with no rain, uh, it's not an issue. But
1: <laughs> well, if there's no rain, there's no erosion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, one of the things that I've learned from my dad, who has learned in the from from the past, is mm. that you need to keep your eye on erosion mm. and definitely try everything in in your power to to stop erosion yeah. or not even to um how can i say coax erosion by mm. not
0: so pre- rather than preventing is better than cure i guess yeah. yeah and how do you do that what's your what are the what are, the, what are what? your options
1: well, the, one of the first things is obviously not planting your vineyard rows going straight down the hill.
0: Mm-hmm. So but, planting them across the.
1: Yeah, going with the contour. Yeah. And then also adding contours that will stop any runoff. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they so will. So re- re- redirecting the water. Yeah, redirecting okay. the water gently yeah. on a gentle slope. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just. Basically, every time it rains here, we have a we have a team that we send off just before to make sure that the contours, and if we do have any roads going over steep inclines, we've got what they call dwastvalikis, which uh, they they maintain the guys maintain it, uh, so that the water doesn't slice through mm-hmm. and make dongas. And um, does it make what dongas?
0: What's dongas?
1: A donga. Google
0: it. I've got a, I've, I've got a, a definition in my head, but I think it's very different to yours. <laughs> not,
1: not a dongle. A donga. No, no. A donga is like a fissure. Okay. A, a fissure crag.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: And it's it's caused by, fissure, by yes. A fissure. A fissure. Yes. Fissure. Fissure. Yeah. And it's caused by by water by erosion. erosion. Yeah. Okay. Constantly I eating see. away. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. And basically making it bigger and bigger Mm. so uh, I've learned from my dad because he obviously when my grandfather bought this place Mm. um, he didn't know what what to do so he had a few massive dongas coming down here obviously because Mm -hmm. we're very wet up here in this valley Mm -hmm. Um, and my dad would always tell me he has spent many years closing up dongas Mm. So we better take care yeah, of the soil erosion. Yeah. yeah as okay. you say, prevention is better than cure.
0: So if you had to sort of um, sell your grapes to somebody, just say so you didn't have, like, you know, a lot of these guys <coughs> left the country or something, and all of a sudden you had um,
2: <coughs> 50
0: tonnes of grapes to sell and you had to describe the qualities of these grapes as um, what, what sort of, what are you, What are your? What are the? What are the selling points of the farm's fruit? What, why? I mean, you as I said, you've got some really good producers here buying fruit from you. What are the? I mean, is it high acidity? Is it good ripeness? Is it uh, just the quality of the farming?
1: Uh, well, definitely.
0: Obviously, it's a combination of everything, but it, it,
1: definitely, it's a combo. Mm. Um, but I think, um, particularly from this farm. In the Shannons, you will pick up like there's a freshness, Um, and definitely, I mean, this is not a not a acid producing area, Mm. uh, but I would definitely say these grapes on on the farm because they do get a bit more water. Mm -hmm. um, They they have slightly more acid. Okay. Uh, At
0: lower pHs than than other like yeah. surrounding areas as well, Yeah. and that sort of creates um, that sort of
1: yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, yeah.
0: tension, I guess, uh, in the
1: well, yeah, yeah in quotation yeah, yeah. marks. Yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, I, I do. I do have some of the grapes, you know, analysed, um, and the analyses come back. And they are relatively good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and also we try to we try to fit in. You know, you're always battling against Mother Nature, and, mm-hmm. and you try as hard as possible to sort of <laughs> to sort of trick her. Um, I try to get the, the, the vines bearing earlier mm-hmm. than what they would normally do out of their own. Why? So that I can, I can get them off before the major, major heat.
0: Okay. So the major heat waves are the issue the at ripening. The
1: major heat waves are mm-hmm. the issue because okay. once you've you hit with that everything just wilts. Okay. And from there on all your pH, your acid, everything goes down the drain. Okay. Very quickly. Yeah. And then you're stuck with jammy flavors. Yeah,
0: just rudderless and yeah, just loose back ends.
1: Flabby, flabby wines yeah, and right. stuff like that.
0: And how do you how do you try and get the grapes to sort of bud early and so vines to bud early and, and flower early.
1: Well, some guys say you're not supposed to use use dormex, but I'm mm. joking. <laughs> no. You sacrifice the virgins
0: that eat every vineyard or anything like that. No, no, no. No.
1: no. no, no. no um, we we prune a bit earlier. Okay. We prune a bit earlier, um, and then it it the vines wake up a bit. But that
0: does, does that is that determined on when winter really comes in as well? Like are you sort of it seems like you can only prune it at a certain time of year anyway, so how do yeah. you yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically <laughs> it's it's a bit tricky. You mm. need to you need to really understand each individual block. Mm. Each block has a personality. Mm. Like I always say to my guys, the grapes the are my babies. They're mm-hmm. my kids. Each one is unique and you need to handle the block as an individual and you need to take care of what he needs because the block on the other side, next to it, adjacent, has mm-hmm. other needs.
0: So again, because you, of, you, you need to sort of adjust your yeah. farming to each block. Yeah, because that's what is presented to you by nature.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, it also depends on which cultivar, because different cultivars bud at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you need to strategically aim to either yeah, snui or what do they call it, saier, and all that stuff. You need to really hone in on what are you gonna do first. Mm-hmm you have to just do it.
0: Fair enough. (coughs) Just a couple of other um, bits or questions about the actual farm. Mm -hmm. So you've got a permanent workforce here. How many (coughs) people are working on the farm permanently?
1: Permanently I've got six guys. Okay. And then um, I've got two youngsters yeah, trying to to get there. Bit of, bit of the <laughs> a
0: Bit of child labour on the side.
1: A bit of child labour, but thank God they're over eighteen, so All right, that's
0: okay. fine. <laughs> And sort of, what's in, out of 23, 24 hectares in a, in a perfect vintage? What sort of tonnage are you looking at? What's the what's the ideal? Given well, what's what do the vineyards want to produce in a, a at their best quality?
2: Or is that
0: a too difficult question?
2: To <laughs> obviously, it um,
0: depends on. I mean, obviously the. The the forty year old Semillon vineyard is going to uh, want to produce a different crop than a young yeah. Grenache Noir vineyard. I understand that, but what are you what are you working on? Like what are um, the, what are the okay. what are, what's what, your bandwidth?
1: Okay, let's 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 um, break it up into bostock and trellis.
0: I was going to ask you that as well. Okay. So perfect. So, so bostock's bush vine.
1: Bostock is bush vine. Mm-hmm. So the bush vine. Is generally on the, on this farm mm-hmm. is about thirty thirty five to fifty years plus.
0: Okay, that's the oldest. So, older so stuff. Okay.
1: they they are mostly old.
0: Are they the ones on the on the sort of the the flatter parts of the farm as well, or not necessarily? Uh,
1: buh, 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 buh. Ye, n- no, no? Okay. no, no, the Cuvée Fontaine vineyard, no. no, not so much. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a happy a happy bush vine vineyard per hectare. If it's happy, it will give me about four and a half to five tons per mm-hmm. hectare. Um, and
0: how many vines per hectare are you? Are you is that planted to? Like what, what's the sort of gaps between the vines? So they, like a metre by 1.2 or something like that or? Uh,
1: these, and hmm. some of the vineyards I've actually um, been doing what they call inbut. So mm-hmm. I've been um, planting young, young interplanting. vines. Interplanting. Interplanting yeah. correctly you know the old farmers never actually used any <laughs> mm. yeah so it's difficult to say how many vines per hectare of the old vineyards mm. um because some of the rows they are they're not even spaced yeah they no, just put in they just put in yeah uh, some 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 are three th- about three thousand vines a hectare some mm. are three and a half thousand some are 2,800 mm-hmm. per hectare, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that is about the average. Okay. The average of the bush vine is about, so, if they're happy, about four, four and a half tons to five tons if they're happy.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the trailer stuff is uh, a bit, bit, um, bit younger and then very young, um, they're about early 90s planted in the early 90s and then again from about 2010 so that's quite a a, a wide age gap but um, if if they are happy then we're looking at about eight tons nine tons a, a, a hectare yeah
0: okay and what's the split between bush vine and trellis vineyards in terms of hectareage on the farm. There's about 25,
1: 75. It's about 40, 60. Okay. So 40% bush vine. Yeah, 40% bush vine, 60% Mm -hmm. trellis. Uh, There are two young vineyards that were planted, a Grenache Noir and a Carignan. that uh, Jasper actually insisted must be bush vines, Mm -hmm. just to come back to the essence of the Swatland, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So we've got those two very young vineyards back. And,
0: and what's, the, what's the breakdown between white variety and red variety? Um, and I'm, th- I'm assuming you count Semi Gris as a sort of a inverted <coughs> commas <coughs> white variety.
2: Shame.
1: <laughs> um, you know, the poor Semi Gris doesn't know where uh, it must fit in. Uh, yeah. um, I would say about 50 50. Okay. Yeah. Right. Definitely 50 50 over mm-hmm. the last. Uh, Four or five years we've been planting just red.
0: Just red, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's lots of Shannon around already. There's there?
1: a lot of Shannon yeah. around. <laughs> and um, sometimes, you know, you just need another flavor. <laughs> mm. I
0: think, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I certainly didn't know this before I moved to South Africa that Semillon was such a huge part of the industry. Yeah. Um, going back a couple hundred years like a, like a, the yeah. hugest part of the industry was semillon for a long time so that's that's super interesting um, yeah. because people think that semillon is a uh, essentially <coughs> you know sauvignon blanc's partner yeah so where 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 sauvignon blanc works uh yeah. semillon should work but yeah then you find this semillon in the in the warmest part of the the I know. the uh, <laughs> uh, or amongst the warmest parts of the um, the viticulture areas of Western Cape. It's a really interesting yeah.
1: one. Yeah, a really interesting. Mm. But I mean, like, yeah, you know, the old farmers did what they had to do because, I mean...
0: Well, they planted what works and then yeah. what didn't work didn't stay in the ground, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, obviously, what, mm. yeah, and, and the stuff that didn't bear, well, that got ripped out quite quick.
0: Mm-hmm. And with um, leaf roll virus, is that an issue in the spot? I mean, it's, it's an issue in South Africa, is it an issue here? Because it doesn't seem like, not, it seems to affect, A, red varieties more. Um,
1: well, I must say, every time I go to Stellenbosch, I close my eyes. Yeah, yeah, especially in <laughs> April,
0: May. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, I, right. I always
1: used to, I always used to gauge the season by that one vineyard at leafland oh, oh, right, it used yes. to go this purple-black colour. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Ooh.
0: Yeah, it looks like blackcurrant. Like, they actually took that out. <laughs> yes, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they're replaying the whole thing. Oh, like, God. yeah, yeah.
1: I suppose that's probably where the whole all virus mm. came from mm. uh, is it a problem um,
0: do, do the white varieties um, get affected by it yes yep. they, they, okay. they, they
1: they do get virus yes mm. um, especially the, the old cultivars or the old the old vines that are still mm-hmm. in the ground like your old shannons and your old semions you will definitely see um, towards mid ripening end of ripening you can see mm-hmm. their leaves are starting to show signs of the virus and they start curling up and mm-hmm. you see the the um, the green veins and the you you can just see this mm. poor this poor vine is sort of just, suffering just, just on the edge of it, so <laughs> just yeah and they given up almost yeah. yeah and then yeah and then they'll throw off all their leaves and mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm. but um, yeah, I mean the, the, it comes back. It's, it's one of the things that I, I was saying is like I'm trying to get my my vines to to bear earlier, mm-hmm. so that you can that re- l- reduces that. Well, it doesn't it doesn't reduce the virus, but it reduces
0: the effect of the virus, or not.
1: It takes the stress off. Yeah. Okay. If 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 you've got a cold, you don't necessarily want to exercise. Mm. So I want to take out that, the the, the stress factor of, of, of ripening before the vine gets mm. really stressed out and it just mm-hmm. can't do it anymore.
0: So out of the 220 hectares you've got, you've obviously been planting a little bit, so there must be other, there must be land to plant, otherwise yes. you'll be, um, you know, how much more land can you plant uh, <coughs> without getting super drastic landscaping and
1: so there are there are still various sites um, uh, that that we can plant um that had vines on them in mm-hmm. previous years but have obviously been taken out because it was Cabernet Sauvignon and Cab doesn't do so well here. Mm-hmm. So I must say it's about at least that's well, about five, seven hectares. Maybe another ten hectares. That oh, right.
0: of so, I mean,
2: of,
1: of existing plots. Yeah. Of yeah land, mm-hmm. and then if I really ran out of space, there are a few sites along the mountain that one could clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm not too keen on going into the the mountain. I, I yeah, want to okay. keep it as. As natural and pristine as possible mm. and not impose even more. As you found it rather than Because yeah. I'm quite sure that'll bite me in the ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So there's okay. about ten hectares more.
0: Okay. Cool. So well it's a that's a decent amount. I mean it's gonna... a
1: decent amount and it will keep me busy we yeah. will keep Jasper busy for a couple yeah. of years.
0: I mean that's I mean if it's all trellis then. Yeah, that's, that's another seventy it, yeah, tons it's of 80,
1: grapes. Yeah, yeah, tons of grapes. That's um, if that's not, if, if not in, that, Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> yeah, if, if everything else being equal, then yeah. yeah, I mean that's not insignificant. Cool, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so just a quick one: if
1: yeah.
0: if the co-op had risen prices with inflation, do you think you'd be still you'd be selling to ten different growers now?
1: Uh, probably not. If if the co-op would have you know supported their farmers. Hmm. I mean they didn't support their farmers in the droughts at all, mm. they actually brought the prices down. Mm. Um, if the co would have supported their farmers, I don't think, no, definitely not 100% of my produce would have gone privately.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Prices, definitely. I mean, after all, farming, it's, it's a business. Mm. It's, it's, people say it's a lifestyle, but if they're no money...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a hobby.
1: It's not a hobby. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> it's not a hobby. It is. A, yeah.
1: It is a proper business, and if you yeah. cannot, if you cannot make ends meet, then mm-hmm. yeah, you you can't carry on. Unfortunately. Mm. So, but I mean, it's been it's been a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these interesting winemakers coming into the area, mm-hmm. just at the time. That's probably why they they started their own. Their own wineries and, and innovation and all of that stuff and you know you need guys that want to help out that that want to do something different that don't want to be in the same in the same mill and you need guys that want to do different stuff
0: you, you like the challenge of I love okay
1: I love a challenge yeah I love a challenge. I thrive on a challenge. Probably something I get from my dad, mm. but um, it's 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 what keeps life interesting.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for energy. coming out, no, braving sure. braving these roads. No, we no, actually no, no, rolled no. out the the red carpet for yeah, you. Yeah, perfect.
0: I'm very happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. First time I'm going back to Cape Town with no um, car issues. <laughs>
1: Yeah, where your where hole keeps on popping. Yeah, yeah,
0: or, or yeah, or there's a there's a hole in my you know water cooler, like the radiator or something. Or yeah, no, I've had all kinds of things. But thank you very much, cool. Francisco.
2: No worries.